A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear in major songs And I like that Friday, everybody. It is your girl, That Art Nerd, and I am here with you for Shaking the Table. What's good? I hope you all are having a wonderful day. Um, It's been pretty, gosh, busy. (laughs) Very, very busy past few, gosh, months, honestly. (laughs) Months for me. Um, This past weekend, actually, I went and shopped for my wedding dress. It feels like it's so close yet so far like I really understand why they make you do this stuff like months out (laughs) because I have like I have a planner y'all of course this is you know never done this before obviously and trying to follow the steps of what to do and how to do it in the time frame to do it it feels like it's so early to begin doing this stuff because you know I'm not getting married until early next year but at the same time, it takes forever for this stuff to come out. Like, why is it taking like three to six months to get a wedding dress back? And then you have to do the alterations and then you have to do like more fittings and other stuff. And then, you know, my fiance and his groomsmen just go to like men's warehouse and it's just like, oh, what's your size? Boom, boom, bam. You're good. We'll see you closer to the <laughs> to the wedding day. We'll fit you again. I'm like, why can't women be that simple? Like, why can't we? I don't know. Maybe we should sign a petition or something. <laughs> but the bright side is I did find a dress. So that's one less thing on your girl's priority list, you guys. One less thing, right? But you know what? Actually, I'm going to segue from finding a wedding dress and being up on the stage and having to put on the different designs and just so many different styles. Like, you know, you have your princess styles which is not me and you know your mermaids and your trumpets and there's your sexy and there's your classic and just different styles like that and in a way (laughs) let's just say being a black woman we got hip we got body okay and it's just like boom boom bam we have body and you can be wearing like the simplest thing and it will definitely look differently on you then it might look on someone else. And that's honestly not even just an ethnicity thing. Like it's more likely for us, obviously, as black women usually has hips and curves and things usually. Um, But just that persona, it's amazing how something on one person will look very classic and very sleek. And then you put it on the same exact thing on a different body and it has a completely different connotation. And it's just like, oh, it's like vulgar or too sexy, or whatever the case may be. And that's something that happens to black women a lot. You know, I'm not saying that this is something that happened to me in my experience. My experience was actually really good the second time around. Um, No issues the first time around in terms of like that, just I had a better experience the second time than the second job. But just that idea of having to watch what you wear comes from a stereotype called the Jezebel for black women and that's a stereotype that we see so often 
on TV today. Like last week, we talked about the mammy and how that was used a lot of times in commercial advertising. And I think it has finally become taboo to use that in commercial advertising now. But right now, it's not um, it's not something you see as much as you will see the Jezebel and then the one we'll talk about next week, which is the Sapphire. But stereotype of the Jezebel, um, this is your idea that black women are just fast-held and they are just overly sexualized. Um, it's... The idea that, you know, little black girls lose their innocence because they get their hips and they get their butts. And all of a sudden, even though they're like 11 or 12 years old, they don't look like their white peers and they're fast now. They have to watch how they walk and watch how they move and everything. They're trying to entice people, but they're children or, you know, wearing a dress might mean that we are trying to be extra sexy or something, which is not necessarily the case and you do have some black women who will lean into that don't get me wrong but first let's just kind of talk about where that stereotype even comes from the idea of the Jezebel um and how it has come to be a staple of the stereotypes that's used for us as black women in today's media. So let's just get back to that. And you are listening to Shaking the Table with your host, The Art Nerd. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Shaking the Table with your host, That Art Nerd. And right now we are talking about the stereotype of the Jezebel as it pertains to the black woman. So in order to really get into this, I laugh because there's so much that goes into the Jezebel stereotype, what it is, where it derives from, all the above, so much so that we can definitely not do in 15 minutes. But trust when your girl gets the chance to actually get like fully expository in here, we will. But for your quick crash course, in order to understand the Jezebel stereotype, we have to first kind of talk about what a Jezebel is or what label a Jezebel is. So that stereotype comes about from the... Christian story of Jezebel whose husband was um, Ahab and she according to the Bible was a very strong-willed woman say um, if you will Um, strong-willed to the sense that she basically ruled the kingdom and in that sense like you don't have a queen that just runs the kingdom that is the job of the king and her king was very much alive and well so there would be no reason for Jezebel to do that and that kind of ties into our other stereotype but I'm not going to touch that right now I will touch why it has become the idea of a Jezebel spirit and a Jezebel stereotype it is thought there isn't necessarily any thing in the bible that backs this up but it has been assumed for years and years and years that the only reason why Jezebel was able to run things and Ahab just kind of like kept it zipped and let her do what she wanted and kind of hid behind her since and let her run the kingdom is because she was able to use her feminine wiles because she was so beautiful and so alluring that she was basically a seductress. Um, There's not necessarily anything that indicates this within the Bible, 
because um, I myself am a Christian. There's, you can look look at it. There's nothing that necessarily says that. Um, Jezebel was a piece of work for many other reasons, but the assumption within our society is that she was able to do a lot of the things that she was trying to do um, was because she was just this seductive woman. Um, she was out here trying to kill the prophet Elijah. It was like she, Jezebel was was on one for real. <laughs> so that idea that because she was so beautiful and that is the reason for her being able to do certain things and kind of seduce people, that stereotype became a known as a Jezebel. Um, and that's just a nutshell version of that. So the Jezebel stereotype when it comes to black women is, of course, paralleling that, that we are seductresses, we're vixens, and, you know, all we're trying to do is just use our body and our sexualness to get things that we want. And we just are just like these sex-crazed women who can't control anything. Like, that's just all we are. It's just super vulgar, super just like everything is just like booty popping and different things like that. And if you haven't seen that... (laughs) then you probably haven't been watching social media or TV to know that that's a lot of how we are shown. We have to have like the exaggerated big butt and exaggerated big hips and exaggerated, you know, boobs and things like that. And that's how the Jezebel would be portrayed um, in different stereotypes in media, you know, movies and TV and things like that. And for this stereotype, you would see this in a lot of your video vixens, um, think like BET Uncut at a certain time, or um, a lot of your just like, oh, come look at me, your strippers and your just vixens. I say that's the best way to put it, just vixens is where your Jezebel stereotype comes from. And almost in order to like get anywhere in the field, especially in media, you have to have some type of sex appeal. Um, I remember it being like a, a thing that people would talk about how as good of an actress as Halle Berry, and this is just what comes to mind, as good of an actress as Halle Berry is, she didn't get her, her awards and everything until I think it's called Monsters Ball, when she you know had that big sex scene and took off her clothes. And it's just kind of that stereotype and that idea that that's what we are. We're sex symbols and basically a piece of meat. That's where the Jezebel comes from. Where that stereotype comes from and why that's even said is, one, you know, we're not blind, we're beautiful. So people going to hate. <laughs> Let's just say that. People going to hate. But the setting a scene of being a slave on a slave ship I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, so as beautiful as certain landmarks that we have, it is very much reminiscent of slavery times. Um, We have a gazebo, air quotes on a gazebo that people get married on top of, um, that is actually a slave auction block. And that stereotype came from putting black women, we put everybody on there, but they would put the slaves on there. They would be stripped down completely naked so that they can be examined and showed off and whatnot and oiled up. So you have these oiled up black women 
on this platform for everybody to see and watch them as property. So to put it plainly, you would have these white men who would get aroused by them and just, you know, I've never seen hips like this, butt like this, you know, boobs like this, da 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 And it was actually a, a justification almost, not even almost, it was a lot of the time justification for the raping of black women because they were asking for it, because they were seducing me, because why else would they be all slathered up and big bodied and, you know, oh, her, her butt cheeks move when she walks or different things like that, like... And it's just your natural body, but it was justification of us. And, and we see that. We have seen these stereotypes thrown at us in media, and we've seen these stereotypes thrown at us just in general. You put a 10-year-old, you know, little white girl in, like, a sundress, and it's, oh, she's so cute, she's so this, she's so that. But say there's a 10-year-old black girl who is more developed It's going to be thought that that's a fast little girl or that, you know, and we, we heard that, oh my gosh, if I had a nickel for every time I would hear that in school about so-and-so being fast or whatnot, just because they were more developed, just because they had hips or because they had a butt or whatnot, that is where that stereotypes comes from. Oh, they are asking for it. Oh, they are trying to appease and they are trying to use their feminine wows to get what they want. And when I did my survey in undergrad, just to kind of see where these stereotypes fall in the minds of other people, um, if you ever want to continue the conversation or just kind of see what I'm working on, um, artistically speaking, in regards to this um, social movement, you can follow me on Instagram at that underscore art underscore nerd. So it's that art nerd with underscores in between. And talk to me, I'll talk back, you know, and join the conversation and see exactly what is going on. Come shake the table with me anytime, you guys. It doesn't have to just be on Fridays. So thanks for rocking with me. Have a good day. Bye. I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong. I'm the random